Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with me, Kat Smith, and with me, as usual, in the set over in the far north of the world is Vigard. Hi, Vigard. How are you? I am good. How are things in New Zealand? Uh, They are a bit weird. Um, I don't know if you know the song Four Seasons in One Day by Crowded House, one of the biggest New Zealand export bands we've ever had. Um, That's what it's been like today. It was absolutely bitterly cold this morning it's got very wet during mid mid morning and then the sun came out it was really hot and sticky and then we've had thunderstorms and now it's gone cold again so it's absolutely ridiculous sounds like inside weather a girl just does not know what to wear (laughs) so i've worn everything (laughs) so lots of layering going on today yeah so that's it with me so how things with you i have uh, i've been stood up twice you've been stood up yeah Really? I have. (laughs) You shock me. Tell me. And my my wife's been stood up. By yourself? We've both been stood up separately. Now, I had... uh, Mm. I just wanted to share this little thing because it's important. No, I had had a client. No, not a client. I had an advertiser who wanted a meeting with me and he... So we, we scheduled a meeting and then he couldn't show up because he needed to talk to someone else so he cancelled my meeting and then we rescheduled and cancel it again blah 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 as you know as a supplier of something that might not you know get the right message across that your client isn't important enough to you know finish or, or get the meetings actually done to meet with yeah my interesting you know, interestingly enough my wife had the same experience during the week where she had uh, scheduled, uh, she had a dinner with a friend and her friend never showed and up. And a friend stood her up. Yeah. Her friend didn't show up. That's nope. even worse. <laughs> but was she just stranded in the in the restaurant? Or was no, she no, 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 no. No, it's the same story. It's the same but different. She, she forgot about the appointment. She forgot about the dinner date. So. Oh, God. Why is that? Why do people forget? Should be scheduled into your digital phone by now surely there's lots of reminders out there lots of things you can use to remind yourself that you've got a particularly important date being fed by somebody else so imagine what that makes you feel you know how that makes you feel it makes you feel horrible doesn't it yeah poor little big adult yeah poor little me boy (laughs) no i don't don't, to be honest i don't really care that much but i wanted to tell the listeners because there's a good lesson there about how your client might feel if you don't honor your appointments or whatever. Yeah, it's a tough one because when, um, yeah, when we were in, when I had the salon, um, there was often times when uh, staff were genuinely sick and they would call in the morning and say they just couldn't get out of bed for whatever reason and we had to run around reshuffling clients. Um, And the idea was that your clients would be so loyal to you and so loyal to the salon that they wouldn't mind particularly much. I mean, it would be very a big inconvenience to them, but often we would we'd give them options whether they would want to still come into the salon and see someone different or just reschedule for the following day or 
when it was more convenient for them. Um, and you'd get maybe 1% who were really, really, really pissed off, but that's going to happen anyway. But the majority of the others were just, yep, that's fine, really sorry that that person was ill, hope they get better soon, please send them my best wishes, I'll take another appointment with somebody else today, I must get it done, or don't worry, I'll come in later in the week. But there was the mere fact that the staff had such a good relationship with the clients that there wasn't usually a problem. So it's a little bit of a fine, I mean, everybody's entitled to be ill. It's, you know, it's hard when you are, but, um, and it's hard when you're running the salon to have fully be fully staffed all the time. Um, that's just one of those little quirks about having a business with staff in it. But you can be, it can be expected, and it's a, if it's occasional, it should be fine. If they are taking the piss and they're taking weeks off at a time, then you've got problems. But hopefully, hopefully it's okay. But yeah, if suppliers stood you up, yeah, that's yeah. not so good. Pisses me mm. off. No, that's there's a, a difference. Pain in the ass. Yeah, and everyone, you know, you can get sick and you can get sick twice and you can have sick kids. The um, in my stories, which in my stories, it was just about you know choosing other things or you know not honouring appointments, and that's you know. So you're feeling a bit unloved. I'm feeling unloved. So I need I need unloved. your love. Speaking of love. Speaking, speaking of love, I just love. went through. Yeah. I just went through the podcast stats. Could you guess which oh, yeah. episode is most important, <laughs> uh, most um, popular so far? Oh, let me take a wild stab in the dark of something about your cock and my pussy. <laughs> yeah, you got it. it it's, and who, it's who, was, about, who was listening in that day? Porn, uh, porn, porn people. I'm not sure, but we had three I times. I wonder if they as, something. Yeah, we had three times as many <laughs> listeners that day as we usually have. So. That was fairly popular. And then second most popular is um, how to be more fucking interesting, I think. And the only oh, the common denominator between those episodes are swearing, basically. Right. <laughs> swearing in the podcast <laughs> well, title. So we have a job to do there. Oh, you listeners are all a bunch of perverts. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. And the other thing is headlines pull. So write they the right do. headline and you'll get the right they response. They pulled all right. <laughs> oh. no, 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 <laughs> pulled no. all the way. Cool. Well, that's good. What's happening in your world? Well, I've got a cat with diarrhea, so my pussy is <laughs> squirting all over the place. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's nice. It's not there's nice. The, there's, the podcast, um... there's the podcast title sorted. <laughs> my, my pussy is squirting all over the place. <laughs> The poor little thing. She's um she's obviously eaten something. She she <laughs> the both the cats we brought over from the Middle East are indoor cats. They lived inside majority of their lives in a in an apartment sixteen floors up. And so when we've come over to New Zealand and we're living with my mum and dad and we've got this beautiful house and we live in the granny flat downstairs and the cats can see lots of things out of the window, all the trees, all the birds. Uh, the other cats in the neighborhood and of course they want a piece of that they want to go and experience it so to stop them from running away and me being very paranoid we've got them little harnesses like a little dog so they have to put their harnesses on before they go outside and have got a leash each oh my god <laughs> let them so be cats Every day I take the cats on a walk around the garden oh. and I let them sniff and I let them roll and I let them play. But if they start eating the grass, which they all want to do, 
I tug them and they <laughs> they uh, get told that's very naughty. <sighs> but one of them, one of them, the, the young male cat, he has um, he's very strong. And um, my dad found a big leash that was a it's for a dog. They sometimes have a friend's dog come to stay, a big farm dog, and they put him on this long lead and then let him roam around the garden on it, but not being able to escape. So he put the male cat on that and he can sort of go where he pleases within the scope of this big long lead and he was racing to the tree the other day and he was running absolutely full pelt his little legs were going really fast and then all of a sudden he went boing and got pounced back because it was the <laughs> end of the lead <laughs> so he learned a lesson but the other one she won't carry that lead because it's too heavy and she's a bit of a princess so mm. it rubs on her back and she ends up flat to the ground so we just have to put a little one on her and we tie it around a tree and she sits there and she looks at the end of her little mm. lead. But she's just close enough to the grass to eat the grass. And I know that the cats eat grass to get rid of fur balls and stuff like that. So I'm a bit sick of cats puking on the Tell the cat, why don't you let but the cats she, free? She's, because free the cats. I don't know if they'd come back. Of course they will, <laughs> as long as you feed them. Cost, cost a lot of money to get them here. I ain't, mm. I ain't letting them go, no. And there are a lot of cats around as well, so a lot of territory, territorial animals. So, but concerned that they might just take off and I'll never see them again, and then I'll be a few thousand pounds down the drain. Are we actually seeing small glimpses of emotions and actually a heart here? No, I'm just being a control freak. Oh right, okay. Hang Ooh. on, hang on. Yeah. It made me worry that for a minute. So that's my life. Yeah, so the white, big white fluffy cat, she's probably eaten something that she shouldn't have, and now it's coming out of her ass. Excellent. And the litter tray is really lovely. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. That's how it's going. Yeah, that's, going. you know, mm. th that's what we do here. <laughs> that's why we have the explicit tag. <laughs> this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, it was, if it was smell-o-vision, it would just be even worse because it's, it's revolting. Lucky, I love them. Although I'm not getting enough love from them at the moment, so they better up their love because otherwise yeah. they might be. Well, you don't want them to love you up, too much as long as they have diarrhea. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, we've got an interruption. I don't know if we're allowed interruptions. Are we allowed interruptions? We're we are allowed if they're short and to the point. If they're short and to the point. Well, she's shorter than me. She's got to the point. This is, I want to introduce you to the mini QBV. Hi. Hi, Elena. Oh, she can't hear me, can she? What would you like to say to the listeners in the podcast? Um, yeah, Slinky's done a big bat poo in there, in the little tray. Great. Thanks for That's that. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much. <laughs> we have a poo alert. A new feature on the podcast. Slinky the cat has just done a poo. Whoop, whoop. Really, really interesting update there for them from the Mini QBV. <laughs> so, Kat, Thank tell you, me. Anna. She's going back to bed. What what are we going to talk about today, other than other than funny stories about diabetic cats? Yeah, I know it's boring, isn't it? Um, actually, there is an upside to living here at the moment. My dad has a Ferrari, uh, mm. and it's actually it's an old Ferrari. It's a three five five Challenge. Not that it means anything to me or anybody else, but it's red and it's fast and it's loud. And he bought it from a man who was getting divorced, and he wanted to get rid of it and make some cash quickly but it was all in bits it was in a shed and it wasn't really working properly so he's taken it away bought it for a very good price taken away and completely restored it and it is amazing <clears throat> what he's done with it it's absolutely beautiful 
And he takes it out on a sunny day to go for a drive. Is it red? It's red. It is red. It's beautiful. And, and apparently this particular model used to be a, uh, it's for off-road, for a rally type thing, but not really proper off-road over jumps or anything because it's quite low to the ground. Um, but it's that type of Ferrari. It's a bit bizarre. And there's only seven of them in the world, which makes it a bit special. But um, on a fine day, we go out for a coffee. It's two-seater, so there's only a couple of us, him and one passenger. And uh, the other day, we were driving back, or Mini QB actually was in the car, and he was driving back with her. And they came up the road, and they stopped at the stop sign, which was just at the end of our street. And then there's a big hill going up the street, so he absolutely floored it to get over the road and up the hill, and it made a big noise. And he had to stop at another stop sign just in the middle of the street. And a neighbour ran onto the road, waving and shouting and screaming and saying, and could, saying don't know what because they couldn't hear him because of the noise of the Ferrari. <laughs> um, and then they, they sort of took off and went and parked it in the garage. And then he came up the road in his car and started looking around, trying to search for the... He obviously didn't know who it was or where the car lived. But he was cruising up and down the street for quite some time trying to find it. So we don't know what his beef was, other than the fact that maybe we were, he was disturbed by the noise of it. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. And that's actually something that I wanted Same. to... Well, yeah, I don't know, either that or he's got a... Um, some kind of hallucinations or he's a huge about fan. Red, red fast cars or he could be a huge fan, fan and just wanted his photo yeah. taken with it I don't know but the thing was it was because it was noticeable and it was noticeable for many reasons one being is loud two red three fast four it's a Ferrari and there are very few Ferrari in New Zealand so it's not a big population here um, so there's not a huge amount of Ferraris completely uh, opposite to the giant sandpit where I was living where Ferraris were a dime a dozen so they were just pretty common cars this is quite exclusive so it's already set itself apart and this is something that I wanted to kind of touch on today was about positioning and how Ferrari positions itself as an, an exclusive and an elite end of the market so they don't cater to the lower end of the market which would just be a car a box with wheels that gets you from A to B, they appeal to something very, very specific, and it's a very, very tight niche. Um, and Ferrari owners are one of a kind, really. They want to go fast. They want to be noticed. They want the speed. They want. They love the Italian styling. Yeah, what you're telling people here is to create their own personal Ferrari band. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, noisy. Be more Ferrari. I mean, you don't have oh. to be Ferrari. You could be Lamborghini if you wanted to. Well. Bugatti or any oh. of those ones, <laughs> but but you have to have, take a stand. You have to be something. By just comparing those and saying that you offended probably everyone listening to us owning a Lamborghini or Ferrari or Bugatti. <laughs> well, they're all Italian, so they must have some commonality. They all leak oil. So other than the fact that they're all very beautiful and lovely styling and fast and noisy, they do have their issues. You know, the engineering isn't that flash. It's like um, Italian policemen, they look beautiful, but they're a bit useless. And there are lots of Italian policemen. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Have you ever been, been to Rome? 
It's ridiculous. There are policemen on every street corner. But there's not even a policeman. It's, it's like 16 policemen all yeah. lined up, all chatting to each other, smoking cigarettes, or watching the girls go past. <laughs> they're hilarious. And they're very beautiful. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I love Italy. I do. I, I must admit, I don't look at policemen probably the same way you do. But... <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably not the <laughs> same lust. way most people do. <laughs> They have these tight little trousers on, and you know, they're just so beautiful, so Italian. Um, anyway, so <laughs> back to positioning is about making making a stand and being something and not being vanilla, because you wouldn't accuse Ferrari of being vanilla, not beige. In fact, did you know that you can have a Ferrari in any colour you want, except pink? Because apparently they will not ever paint a Ferrari pink. They just will not do it. Uh-oh. Houston, we got a problem. Yeah? Why? I want, want a pink Ferrari. <laughs> you want a pink Ferrari. <laughs> I can't have it, so I want it. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? Well, that's a whole another mm-hmm. po- podcast right there, isn't it? I can't have it, so I want yeah, it. Yeah, it is. The pink, Fer- the pink Ferrari. The pink Ferrari club. <laughs> no one's got one. <laughs> You'd be in a, in, a, in a class of Billy No Mates. No, I'll, mm. I'll repaint it pink if I had one now because I just wanted to have a pink Ferrari. Now anyway, we, we get your point here. You build your personal brand, but what happens is that and we talked we touched on this before, but what happens when you build your personal brand is that you will um you you will pull the ones who are like you. And I guess related to this is uh, could you say something about you how you there are three things aren't there that you have to think about when you talk about positioning. Well there's three types of um when you when you're looking at positioning, who you are, so positioning really is a portrayal of yourself and how others see you. Um, and you could talk about um, the position to your competitor, and you can put a position to yourself and your position to your clients or to your market. So you can how your competitor position is how competitors see you and what they say about you. And that's the only one of these, the three that you have no control over and it doesn't really matter because you shouldn't worry about what your competitors think of you because it was completely irrelevant um, and it's none of your business anyway. And then yourself, your position of yourself is how you, what stance you take and how you portray yourself and what you say about yourself and and that sort of thing and that's not to be like ferrari not to be loud and obnoxious or anything like that if you're not a loud obnoxious person you're not going to be loud and obnoxious you're going to be yourself so be yourself don't be try and be something else be yourself and then there's the client position where you uh, as how you're seen by your clients or the market so the market that you are operating in and you can show that positioning by what you say and do in your marketing. So your website is where you show information about yourself. And if you say, we're the cheapest salon in the high street, that's what your position will be. You will be the cheapest and not necessarily the best quality salon. So you are showing the world everything when you put your message in your marketing. Um, and the best way to do it is to use your personality, and that really shows your positioning because it shows you what you what you stand for, what you tolerate, what you won't tolerate, what you like, what you don't like, what you value, what you don't value, and like you say, you will attract people who are similar to you because they'll have the same likes, values, beliefs, tolerances, and you repel those who don't. 
and that's a really nice place to be in because the people who are like you you will like because we get on with people we like we do we tend to do which which is weird uh no that's why i like you isn't it <laughs> yeah, is it <laughs> why do you like me because i'm weird. no but seriously we we are uh, i mean everyone is different but uh-huh. at the same time we share some common traits don't we we do yeah which yeah. makes it easy for you and me to interact and it makes it easy you know with the people we interact to 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 be with isn't that a hard cap? I mean, positioning yourself that way. Um, what yeah. Could that, what, 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 what does it take? Some balls. Or if you don't have balls, you have to strip on a pair. Or ovaries. It, the easiest thing, it's actually pretty easy. Once you start being yourself, it's so much easier because you just do everything naturally. You don't have to think about it. It's just how you are and what you're doing. It does take... A bit of a thick skin because you'll get people saying you can't do that or that's not right or you can't turn down those people or that you know you can't say that and you'll just say well I just did um, it's you choose who you invite into your salon um, and the clients that come into your salon it's your business and your rules so that's wh- why you have to have take a stance and not be vanilla not let everybody else walk all over you so yeah it does require a bit of a thick skin And particularly, it will be when you are talking to friends and family because they'll all have an opinion and they all want the best for you majority of the time. And they'll feel uncomfortable with what you're doing because they won't want to do it themselves and they will try and put you off. Now, you also have the other side here where people probably work against you, people, even people close to you, because you do have friends, you do have family, you do have others that see that you are starting to do things that they would like to do but never could do so you can meet some resistance from them that could be tough but that's i mean that's also uh if you if you have the balls i guess you could say that's a good sign because that shows that you're doing something right the minute you start getting protests or complaints i mean you have to it depends on the context yeah but when you start getting, and, and that's really important, just uh, because if you're doing a bad, if, if you're having a you know bad service, a bad product, and get complaints, that that's a totally other thing, totally another thing. But uh, if you start getting, you know, if you start to feel that you are repelling people, or people are complaining, or people are telling you to soften the edges or something, that's very often a sign that you're going in the right direction. Yeah. Starting to build that personal brand gonna... that's not blending in with everyone else. Yeah. Because the the thing is that we tend to. People around us, when you do stuff like that, they tend to start giving us advice. They tend to, uh, an unsolicited advice. They tell you to, as I said, soften your edges or, or do that. But then again, it's about, you know, it, unless people have, have run my business for the last 10, 15, 20 years, I'm not going to listen to them because they have no experience. <laughs> they have no, nothing to, to, well, few of them have, have anything to, you know, uh, tell me that I could, um, that I would really value because it's not, uh, they don't have the experience, they just have opinions. And for people, for most people, it's pretty scary uh, doing that. Um, yeah, it is scary. It is scary. It could be, it can be scary. But I tell you what, it's very liberating. Because as soon as you do that, and as soon as you find yourself, and, and as soon as you touch yourself, as soon as you find yourself and you get on with it, it just becomes so much easier because everything then becomes around your personality and, and your marketing is all about 
what you want, what you want to do. And then your life becomes easier and nicer and your business is lovely and you want to work in it rather than not dreading going into work. One of the areas, and two, if we, we talk about clients in the market, but one of the other type of people who will provide resistance is this sort of thing is your staff. So you need to be able to talk to them about why you're doing it and why you're marketing this way. And it often helps if they are given this information by someone else. So encourage your staff to listen to the podcast, for example, or read our books, your book, my book, or anything that you are particularly doing in the salon, get them involved in it so that they understand why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you can get your staff on board, that's one less problem you're going to have to deal with. Because um, resistance from staff is a pain in the ass. Literally. I would also like to propose an exercise people could do because what's stopping many people from doing this is fair and you're you're alone. So of course the first thing you could do is is join uh, say Cat's House of QBB to get like-minded people around you to support you. That's one thing you could do. Another thing you can do uh, is uh, I use a technique sometimes where I write down what I want to do. Say if I want to position myself, if I want to do this, that, that, and the other. And I have this sneaking fear uh, that something might go wrong and I put it off. And I, <laughs> then I sit down and I write down, you know, what's the what's the worst possible outcome from what I'll do now? What is You're the worst outcome? You're going to die. Death and destruction. I'm going to die. That could probably be the worst one. <laughs> uh, or and what the best possible outcome is. And then you can look at that, what you just wrote down. And what you will find in most cases, at least in my experience, is that the worst possible outcome isn't really that bad. And the likeliness of the worst possible outcome happening anyway is, you know, the chances are slim that that will happen anyway. However, the best possible outcome or the better outcomes, they are probably more likely to come and they're more than way up for the, you know, the negatives. That's what you find in most cases anyway. Mm. But it depends. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Just go away and do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just be yourself. Yeah. Get out of your own way. Just be yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I've got to say on that, actually. I think that's enough that we've we've, uh, probably made people's ears bleed by now. Well, you have. Or brains. Mm. So anyway, what do we have to do now? And now we have to edit the episode. We have... We have to cut back because we make people's brains bleed because we uh, give them sensory overload. We've given them, you know, squirting pussies and, you know, a lot to think about today. (laughs) We're going to get some notices from iTunes or Stitcher to say we can't be on air anymore. I'm sure we're not as bad as some people. Anyway, what do we want everyone to do now? We want them to go to iTunes and rate us and uh, leave a review. Yes, because the more reviews you leave, the better we get, the more people we can reach out to and we can make the world a better place. Can. We also want you to um, send us your questions if you have any. You can do that on the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. You can send us a message, message there if you want to. Yeah. You need some more English lessons, I'm sure. Go away and learn some English. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm going to take an English basic, basic English course. Excellent. How to speak English. Okay. All right. Take care. We'll, we'll be back talk to week. you next time. Ciao. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. 
share, and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.